This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by Andrew. You're right, Tom, mate. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Dean. Evening, chaps. Evening, lads. It's been another busy week for the Sky Blues as we hosted Cardiff at St Andrews on Wednesday and then travelled to top of the table Norwich on Saturday. A good week for the Sky Blues, chalking up four points and moving three points clear of the bottom three. Evening, chaps. I imagine you're both probably feeling quite positive after a, a good week for the Sky Blues. So, go to you first, Andrew. Yeah, uh, definitely, Tom, mate. Uh, four points out of a possible six uh, will do me nicely. Yeah, uh, it's nice to come on to a pod actually talking about a win and a draw and, instead of, of losing. So, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be good, this one. Yeah, definitely. How are you feeling about it, Dino? Yeah, I was pretty down after Birmingham, I won't lie. I thought our performance and the result weren't great, was it? Let's be honest. Um, But now, I mean, looking back, now that point seems like a fantastic point to give us a little bit of momentum into those two games. And we've come out of it with with another four. So, you know, a really, really good week, a solid week for the Sky Boost, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing, isn't it, with the the Birmingham result? You know, at the time, you you feel like we could have, you know, could have got more from the game, but... As we said, if you back it up with a win and then another draw against top of the table, it, it looks good then, doesn't it? Kind of feels like a building block that game. Mm. It's yeah, it, you know, it, it sort of stopped it stopped the rot, didn't it? We were in a bit of a um, a downward spiral, let's say, um, and it just stopped. You know, we didn't concede, and we didn't lose the game. Gets a little bit more confidence into the squad, and uh, you can see that that's happened because over those the next two games, Cardiff and, and Norwich, obviously, will come on to. Yeah, but you can see the squad's been lifted. You know, there's a few new, a few faces back in, into the fold, the likes of Dabo, etc., and, and Kelly, for example. And it, so it seems like the spirit's gone up a little bit more, and, and no doubt we'll get better performances for that. Yeah, definitely. I do feel like we've turned a bit of a corner. I don't know what you think, Andy, but it does seem like we we seem a bit more streetwise, don't we? In these these recent games. 
Yeah, uh, conceding a lot less goals as well. What is it? Uh, yeah. One, one much, in the last three. Much yeah, needed. and that was a penalty as well. Yeah, uh, which wasn't. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll go on to that. We'll go on to that later. But yeah, um, no, we're looking a lot more streetwise, a lot more tighter at the back, and uh, and it's great, isn't it? Great to have Liam Kelly back. Yeah, uh, he makes a massive brilliant. difference to us, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah. Um, a lot better. Yeah, definitely. So we'll look at the Cardiff game in a little bit more detail. Um, we'll kick off with some of the stats, Andy. How did they look? Yeah, very similar to uh, Cardiff, really. There wasn't much between the teams in, st- in terms of stats. Uh, we had 48% possession. We had 11 shots compared to their eight. Um, we attempted 436 passes compared to their 461. Um, but t- more tellingly, we were more up for the fight. Uh, we had 12 tackles compared to their six successful and 10 successful inter- interceptions compared to their five. So it just shows that we were a bit more aggressive and you would think mm. that would come more from Cardiff because they're normally quite an aggressive side. But um, we were really at it and really at the front front that game. So which is, Yeah, we, we definitely which is were. And we'll get on to talk a little bit more about some of those 50-50s that we were winning mm. in the middle of the park. But um, Dean, what did you think about the sort of team selection from Mark Robbins? Because he sort of changed things again, didn't he? Yeah, another slight change of, of system. I think that's four different or four or five different systems he's used. Yeah, it's, ob- it's Keeps obvious. Keeps on our toes, doesn't he? It does a little bit, but it's it's obvious to me, and it should be obvious to everybody else. He doesn't really know how to attack the championship yet with the with the squad he's assembled, because you know we've got very very good individual players, but as a team we sort of haven't gelled. I don't think as well as we did last year, and it's a totally different league. It's understandable, uh, but we continue with that four at the back. We push Giles into a more advanced role. Uh, and Shippey was also further up the field to try and ho- help that lone man Walker at the top end of the pitch. It was, yeah. it was nice to see Giles up there, to be honest. And it's something I brought up when, when we signed McCallum. Would we see Giles further up the pitch with both of them on the on the field? And, and Robbins chose to go with it for this game mm. and, it, and it worked. Yeah, definitely. It was nice to see Giles playing further forward. And he sort of switched out onto the right, didn't he, as well at one point, Andy, I think. Maybe swapped back again. Um, so it is interesting to have that option where he can cut in as well. From the right, as well as playing yeah, on the left. Absolutely, because obviously he's left-footed, and if he plays on the right, it becomes more of an inside forward, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, which I I don't mind. I don't mind mm. someone cutting as long as you've got a full-back overlapping, which we do have in Dabo, don't we? So, exactly. Um, because he can play he can play those through balls into Tyler Walker. He can play it to Tyler Walker's feet, and then obviously runners can get behind Tyler Walker if needed. So. I was quite happy with seeing Giles going forward and it's a definitely an option that we can use going forward on that right because obviously that means we can play with wingers as well which yeah. obviously Wesley Jabello coming back as well that will help that competition for place down the right so no I was quite pleased with the formation change and it worked I thought it worked really well because I, I also like Gus Hamer in a more forward position as well because I think he's so dangerous and so talented in that more forward area that it released the shackles off him as well so no I was pleased with that formation change Tom. And it worked yeah, with McCallum, didn't that. it? McCallum's played at right back yeah. and he's come onto his left foot a couple of times mm. and, yeah. and obviously scored from yeah. it in that, that game against Reading, but he's looked dangerous. But that's yeah. something we've got in the Championship. There's a lot of teams play with wing-backs mm. and if they're an ounce out of position and you've got someone on the opposite foot cutting inside, mm. you're going to have so much space and you've got the opportunity for them to go down the line also if the space is there. So it just gives you a more of a threat and it's something we should, we should uh, utilise more during the season, I think, definitely. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, something else that Andy just mentioned there was sort of Hamer in that in that central role. Um, it, it made a massive difference, didn't it, Dean? Having having him there right in the middle of the pitch. Oh, massive! Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that he controlled you know, it, didn't he? Really? Yeah, he's a guy that dictates play. Mm. His passing out times is is nothing short of outrageous. And having him on the right for that Birmingham game, I mean, you look back now, that was a, a massive mistake. You know, yeah. we had no control of that game at all in the middle of the park. And he, he was probably the guy who could do that, you know, get his foot on the ball, dictate play, create something out of nothing uh, almost. And, you know, if you have him on the right, you take away most of his dangerous assets. You know, he's yeah. tracking back all the time. Um, you know, he doesn't have that option to, to spray a pass. It's a longer pass out to left for him for, from the right-hand side. Um, and having Kelly and Sheaf there in the middle of the park in this game allowed him that bit more freedom to move, as as Andy said, move forward, give him a bit, of a, a bit more of a license at, as such yeah. to be free. And he joined in the attacks really well when when we had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there weren't loads of chances in the first half, Andy, but a nice ball over the over the top of the defence from O'Hare and Shipley just couldn't quite finish. Could he? You know, could he? Should he be doing better there with those sort of chances? Yeah, maybe it was from ha- from Hamer, Tom. Was it? Was it? Hamer? Yeah, yeah. I thought it, yeah. yeah, I thought it was from Hamer. Is in that central position, as we talked about just now. He, he, it was a great like Dink, half volley, wasn't it? little half volley over, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, Shippers, yeah, he could have done better. I'll give credit to the keeper here. I thought he spreaded himself quite well. He uh, narrowed the uh, the gap between him and Shipley really well because um, Shipley had to bring it down and then shoot. Perhaps he delayed it a little bit too much, but I'll give a bit of credit to the keeper there. I thought he did well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and something we noticed in the stats there was, you know, a lot of interceptions, a lot of tackles. Mm. It felt like we were winning a hell of a lot of those sort of 50-50s in the middle of the park, Dean, which which obviously helped helped us a lot. Yeah, and it was down to one man, the skipper. I've got yeah. my Liam, Liam Kelly pyjamas on for the podcast. Yeah, he was everywhere, wasn't he? <laughs> so I'm just going to pick him up here. I mean, yeah, what an, honestly, what an inc- probably one of his best performances, I think, in a Coventry shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just incredible. You know, he popped up in every single area of the pitch where there was a threat. He just seemed yeah. to mop up everything. He was one step ahead of everybody else on that field. Um, and it shows the footballing brain that Liam Kelly's got. Okay, yeah. he's played in all the leagues, but, you know... He, he showed he's capable in the championship as well. You know, when central defenders stepped out, he was there to cover those positions. If Sheaf had two men on him, he was offering a pass to take the ball, to take both players out of the game. And, you know, he made, he made the most tackles in that game. So he was yeah. always available when a pass was on. And, you know, somehow he turned into the Midlands answer to Perlo at one stage. You know, <laughs> he played this pass through the middle of the park. Honestly, no word of a lie. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have looked out of place in a Juventus shirt, honestly. Um, and he had close to 80% passing accuracy um, himself, which is great to see. He's he's turned into a completely different beast for me in this in this division, and it's yeah. great to see. Yeah, I think it's something that we we touched on the live, wasn't it, Dean? That you know the concern coming into championship was would he be quick enough and things like that. But you know, in that role he's playing, he doesn't he doesn't need to be really, does he? Absolutely he just not. Needs, the stuff he's doing is you know is what we need. It doesn't we don't need a really quick player in that position. So I think he's I think he's perfect for our team. He's there to mop up any danger. Yeah, you know, it, you know, a lot of a lot of attack in the championship goes through the middle of the park, mm. and if he's one step ahead of the play, he's always got the opportunity to make that crucial interception, to make that crucial challenge. Yeah, um, I, I, I had, I personally had no qualms over whether he would be able to do it in the championship. Yeah. I just think he's a fantastic player, mm. and he's a, he's an, he's an old head, old head, and he's got really, really good fitness levels as well to compete at this level. Um, yeah. And and hopefully we'll get more of those performances 
from him during, during the, the rest of the season. I think he's going to be key, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cardiff did sort of have the ball in the net at one point, Andy, um, but it was obviously ruled out for a foul. Sort of hearts and mouths a little bit there th- then that moment, wasn't it? It was, because I didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> it, was like, it was one of those. It was like, oh, OK. Uh, well, yeah, I'll 50, take 50, it. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it and, and run off down the road, because uh, there didn't seem anything. Obviously, the ball's on the right-hand side. It was a decent free kick in. He sounded kind of like need it in, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't know whether he's... I don't know whether the ref thought it was a handball or something. I don't know, but I don't know what he'd get it for. But, you know, sometimes... we. I'll tell you what, we've been... We, we've been we do a bit a lot. Of, yeah, we are. We've been yeah. on the rough end of a lot of decisions, so... Uh, football evens itself out over a full season so I think we deserved our little bit of luck there yeah we definitely we definitely did um, and then we'll talk about the, the Walker goal obviously and obviously we, we praised it a lot on the live Dean it was a cracking over the keeper wasn't it a very cool finish from Walker yeah when we eventually got to see it Big thumbs yeah. up! Big thumbs up to the uh, to the iFollow director. He did a really good job there. Yeah, um, we Cheers, had to guys. we had to make do with um, with Clive describing the action and was he calling not, them Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, Sheffield. Oh, honestly, some yeah. of the shouts he made during this game were just outrageous. Yeah. I wonder what Oggy thinks at times. Mm, I, was Dog, that as well. I like listening to Oggy, but Clive he, he worries me because he just doesn't seem to want to be there. No, he, yeah, he's a Tranmere fan, isn't he? Yeah. It's a hard, hard life, isn't it, watching football? I find it quite funny at the away games when he, he's always complaining about how yeah, loud moaning. the uh, music is, the pre-match. He hates it, or, doesn't he? Or moaning about how long he has to take to get home. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and he also moans about managers moaning about referees <laughs> all the time. He's like, oh, he, he must be close to losing his job. He's on about the referees now. Like, I've heard that line from him at least 10 times over the last two years. Honestly, uh, some guy. But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the goal was, you know, if someone in the Premier League had scored that goal, it would have been plastered over the TV for, for days, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Yeah, if Salah did that, everyone would be buzzing about it, wouldn't they? Yeah, no, I mean... No Wheeler-esque. It yeah. definitely, yeah, it was. And had sort of the, the touch of Burkham versus yeah, Newcastle about it as well, you know. Um, yeah, just one step, step ahead of the game, you know, he anticipated that mistake. He was on his toes, ready to rock and roll. And when he got hold of the ball, honestly, the feint to go one way and then round the other was just beautiful to see. Honestly, it's, a, it's another one for the Tate Modern lads, if I'm honest. <laughs> and just a delightful finish as well. A little dink, you know, not not too much power, but finessed, yeah. I would say, into, into, into the goal. And it's no less than what we deserve, to, to be honest. You know, I don't think Cardiff offered much. No, we didn't. looked to be that team who were going to create that, that goal-scoring opportunity. And okay, although a Cardiff mistake led to the goal, it still needed to be finished off and he did it with an absolute aplomb. Yeah. We're going to have to do a Tate Modern awards ceremony at the end of the season, aren't we, Dean? I we are. I mean, we've got, we've have got, to present some, it. We've got some real moments, haven't we, so far yeah. to go in. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that on, on a video. Um, and then, Andy, let's talk about the, the Morosi injury. Obviously, you used to be a goalkeeper, so you know yeah. what it's like with those, do, yeah. those sort of ones. Mm. Really nasty one, wasn't it? Yeah, but you've got to praise Morosi for his bravery, isn't he? You know, he, he wanted those three points more than anyone, didn't he? And yeah. uh, he wasn't going to pull out, was he? Um, right. So it was, it was great on his part. Uh, and to be honest, it secured the three points for us, didn't it? But unfortunately, his injury is horrific, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's you know, fractured his cheekbone and his eye socket. And what Robbins was saying on Friday uh, in his pre-match, uh, he's, he's going to be out for a while, isn't he? Mm. So... Uh, which is a, which is a real shame because uh, obviously he he's been great this season, um, yeah. Morosi. Um, 
but it was done by Morrison. I don't like Morrison. He's a no, nasty, he's not nasty not, piece not of work. Player, is he? No. He's a, yeah, so it wasn't a surprise when I was watching that he was involved. Um, yeah. I don't think enough's been made of, of that challenge. No, Robbins played it down, no, pretty, pretty bad, yeah, wasn't it? You it look was, back at yeah. it now, before the ball is even sort of towards Morosi, Morrison knows where he is. He knows what he's yeah, going to do. He does, he's got yeah. one thing in his mind, it's and it's to hurt Morosi. No doubt about it. He's, he's, he's not a nice player. You know, I've, no. I've heard a lot about Morrison over the years, and he's just a nasty streak of work. Um, and you know, this is a problem we have in the game. You know, there's no retrospective action against someone like that, um, and there should have been without he got a doubt. Booked, didn't he, Dean? You got, got booked, booked, so yeah. you can't do anything about it after the game. Yeah. So it's it's an absolute farcical um, mm. way of dealing with things. It's absolute nonsense. Um, he should have been reprimanded. It's 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 disgusting, and now we're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, with with the first choice goalkeeper is out. You know, Morosi. Has has had a, a a decent season up to up yeah, to now, if I'm honest. Um, and you know, losing him now, for all intents and purposes, is probably going to be a couple of months, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, is is going to be is going to be a big blow. Um, yeah. but you know, we have Wilson. We've got Camp now in. Um, I'm not sure how much Camp's going to play. He's Can we rename to... that as Sky Blue Extras, Wilson, please? Sorry, yeah, yeah, Sky say, Blue Extras. Can we yeah, for sponsorship that, purposes. Yes, yeah, brought to you yeah. by Sky Blue's Extra. Yeah, every time you say Ben Wilson from now on, you have yeah. to say brought to you by Sky Blue's exactly. Extra. Exactly. I want yeah. that in the uh, official team. You know, when the team comes out at two o'clock, I want in that as well on the official feed. Mm. Is it in the program? Yeah, Oops. it's in the program. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So, uh, yeah, we got Ben Wilson sponsored by Sky Blue's Extra. To, to, to deputise um, in 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 goal, and he looked good on 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 Saturday, and we'll come yeah. into that a bit more. But uh, we brought Lee Camp in, obviously as well, experienced head. I don't think he'll be the first name on the team sheet ahead of Wilson, if I'm honest. He's um, alright if he doesn't play. Exactly, that is it's, it's a it's, it's a really good option to have there. Um, and and you know, a lot has been made about Bilson as well, the young yeah, young yeah. lad from the academy. He so. Talent. He does. Um, it's probably, you know, it's it's sort of throwing someone into shark-infested water, um, mm. in, throwing him into the championship. So I'm not sure how much of a part he'll play over the next couple of months. But um, yeah. I, I think we're okay. Um, you know, the, the games we've got to come probably helps us a little bit more. Mm. It's got a lot of teams with not too much of an attacking threat. So um, I think that, that will be key. Uh, but yeah, losing Morosi is an absolute blow. A disaster yeah. as such, really. Yeah, it is. Obviously, yeah, as you said, Wilson, sponsored by Skyview's Extra, came on. Um, and it, it's not easy, is it? Because, you know, he's, he's not really played at all. We even said, like, last season, he didn't really play in the Cup. So to come on at that point of the game, you know, he's probably feeling a bit nervous. But he, he, he played his part, didn't he? Commanded the area really well in those last couple of minutes. Man of the match performance, wasn't it? He looked yeah. a little nervous when he came on, I thought. and then, But he did really well. Though, I mean, he only played for three minutes, didn't he, or something like that. But the chance he... The, the, the cross at the end of the game, yeah. you know, he com- he was very commanding. Uh, obviously not a keeper, but I thought that was absolutely superb. Mm. Very confident. We heard the shout as well. Yeah. Um, and he looked really, really strong. And distri- 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 I can't even say the Distributed. word. Distributed. Distributed <laughs> uh, the ball really well uh, when he had the opportunity. So, you know... Fair play to him. That's you know that's um, it's not it's not easy coming into a match 
um, with a couple no, goal, of minutes to go. Goalkeeping is all about uh, routine and playing a, a, a bunch of games and and to get your rhythm like he did. He, he did really well for the last three minutes because to come off the bench cold as a goalkeeper yeah, is very exactly. difficult. Very difficult because you, you know he knew the, the kitchen sink was going to come at him and he dealt with it brilliantly. Yeah, I suppose if you if you sit on the bench week in week out, you're not you know you're not never expecting no, to no come on, are you? Tom. No rhythm, Tom. And, as an outfield player, you know that you've got to be warmed up and ready to come on because yeah. you might be used. But as a keeper, it's just mm. it's not a it's not a nice sort of position to be at at the club, really. But you know, I think he deserves his chance for he's waited very patiently. So yeah. I, I hope you know Robbins puts his faith in, faith in him. Um, I'll grab a man of the match from both of you. I'll go to you first, Andy. Got to be Liam Kelly. Um, I'll just bring a few stats here for for you because his defensive display was absolutely crazy. Six interceptions, which was the best by anybody. 13 ball recovery, which is, again, the best by anybody on the pitch. Four tackles made, best by anyone on the pitch. And four clearances as well, best yeah, by anyone on the pitch. He was, far, like Dean said earlier, far and about above anybody on that pitch that night. He was outstanding. Outstanding. And if they were doing Liam Kellen pyjamas, I would have ordered some. <laughs> what do you mean you haven't got any? Maybe yet. we can get them on the um, Skyblues Extra website soon. Yeah, we're going to have to have a word. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Dean, I'm presuming you're probably going to go with something similar? Yes, it's, it's an echo of that. I, I mean, I, I picked them up earlier in the pod. So, yeah, Liam Kelly, outstanding. Just a ridiculous performance. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Now we're going to move on and talk about the Norwich game. Obviously, the Sky Blues travelled to to top of the table Norwich on Saturday um, in what looked like possibly a tough game, but obviously Norwich had a few injuries, so a chance to perhaps pick up some points. Um, Andy, what were the stats for this one? How did how did it look? Uh, they look a bit weird, Tom, um, because I thought we were the better team. But if you look at if you look at the stats, it, it, apart from the shots, it looks like they outplayed us, which they didn't. So, no. but I'll, I'll run through them anyway. Mm. Um, 37% possession for us. We had 13 shots versus their nine, which is the only stat we beat them on. Um, 383 attempted passes compared to their 702. Wow. Um, 78 pass accuracy compared to their 88%. And we won 14 tackles and they won 12. So we beat them on the tackle front as well. But if you look by those stats, it looks like they outpassed us. But for me, when you know I was watching the game, I thought we, we were on the more dominant side. But yeah, I'm a bit yeah. strange by those stats. But Well, yeah, yeah just, I suppose it just goes to show, I mean, you know, we maybe didn't have as much of the ball, but it seemed like we used it quite well and we were yeah. quite efficient with the ball, weren't we? And yeah, got in some good, you know, Dabo was getting to the byline and we were, we were doing some good stuff. So, you know, you don't always have to have a lot of the ball. I don't think they played with a huge amount of intent a lot of the time. Yeah. Stats don't um, win your games, do they, Tom? Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, some question marks around the team selection as, as it seems to every week. Um, what did you think of it, Andy? Was it, do you think Robbins had one eye on Tuesday possibly? Definitely, but it annoyed the shit out of me. I know it did. I'm, I'm letting you get your frustration out now. Yeah, it just, yeah, it did. It, I, I kind of thought that it might be coming, um, you know, but yeah, um, he is saying, he's obviously, he might the Derby game as a massive game for us, mm. which it is. And he's obviously saving his, his best players for it. Um, and it worked out for him just, but that's all I'll say to him. It worked out for him just. Because yeah. if, if he hadn't got a result and we would have come away from Carroll Road losing 1-0, there would have been a lot of people questioning his selection, including me. 
Yeah. Especially with how we, we heard about Norwich had, had been like, but exactly. Like, you know, batting down the hatches, all the academy players into the squad and stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you, you hear those, those talks in the week and you're like, well, oh, we've got a chance here. Mm. And then to throw out the team he did, I'm thinking, Oh God, he just wants to try and get away here from a draw where the op- opportunity mm. was arising that we could, we could take more than a draw from this game. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I questioned it. Um, I still question that the starting 11, but you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's got it right. Just about. I will say one thing about that is that I did think he got his selection, wrong, but I will say fair play to Robbins because he, he did, when we were one nil down, he made early subs, 60 minutes and he threw the kitchen sink at them. So yeah. fair play for Robbins for that. Yeah, we'll talk about the subs in a bit more detail mm. later on. But I was going to say as a sort of general point, I suppose it is interesting, isn't it, with the team selections? Because because you've got five subs, you've got, you can, you know, really just completely change it if you want to. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we talked about whether it would benefit us or not, the five sub rule. But, you know, Robbins obviously feels like he can put that sort of team out and, and completely change it if he wants to. And he obviously did. So, you know, that's, that's possibly something to think about, isn't it, when we see these mm. team selections that, it doesn't mean that'll be the team for the whole game. No, and now we've got five subs to ch- yeah, you can bring into a game. It just gives us the opportunity to completely change the yeah. way we play. So, you know, exactly. that's probably one thing in the back of his mind as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the game kicked off and Norwich had some early possession, but we, we sort of grew into the game, didn't we, Andy, from there? Yeah, we did. They started off quite well, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Like you said, they had a bit of they possession. Keep it well. Yeah, they do keep it well. Um they're a, they're a good pressing team as well, aren't mm. they? Obviously, by the German coach, Farker. So, yeah, they, they're, they're a good pressing team and they do press you and they win the back the ball back high. Uh, but, no, uh, they started well, but then we grew into the game, didn't we? And uh, for me, uh, from, from, what, 15 minutes onwards, I thought we were the better side. Yeah, Especially after ben, ben Wilson, sponsored by Scobie's Extra, made them do- that double save. Saves. Superb. Once he made that double save, I think it actually settled the team down a little bit more. Yeah, it's like to say, you know, you know, we have got maybe they they were cautious with Wilson behind them potentially. Yeah, um, possibly. And it, it sort of calmed the team down. To say, okay, you know, he is he's actually a decent keeper. Yeah. Um, now he can play some football. We don't have to worry too much about about him him being in goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it was important. And, and similar to what we said about the, the Cardiff game, just being sort of thrown in into his first start, you know, having not played a lot of football and then to make those brilliant saves to keep us in the game. Yeah, fantastic from him. Um, and then obviously they got their penalty and, you know, I mean, it just was, wasn't a penalty, was it? They were, I felt like they were looking for, for them all day. I mean, there was the Ostergaard one not long before that as well, which was just n- nothing. Um, for some reason, the refs decided to give this one, Dean. I just don't know what he was thinking. I think that one with Ostergaard was more of a shout of a penalty yeah, well, than the yeah. actual penalty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think either of them were were pens, but yeah, that the Wilson one just definitely wasn't, was it? No, no. I mean, listen, there's only one way that ball could go when Wilson wins the ball and it's ahead of him. You know, mm. if the attacker wins the ball, the ball doesn't go behind him. You know, it's just simple physics there. Okay, mm. he takes the player out, but he's got to go for the ball, hasn't he? You know, yeah. That's 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 the key thing. You know, you see that on the anywhere else in the pitch, a lot of players take the ball and then they take the player after. It's just a collision. It, it happens. That's what's. It's a contact sport. At yeah. the end of the day, I mean, that's awful refereeing. Awful. Mm-hmm. He makes the decision so quickly as well. He, he doesn't give himself time to think about the decision. 
Um, but I, I don't expect a lot from Keith Stroud, to be honest. You know, I don't. He shouldn't even get a spot refereeing on, on a PlayStation game, if I'm honest. You know, he, <laughs> yeah, I watched he was, um, I watched the live on Saturday, Dean, and you uh, you definitely went in on him then. And uh, yeah, sounds I mean, like you still sounds like you're still pretty angry. Isn't, I'm, I'm angry I'm, now. To be honest, Tom, I'm even more angry if I'm honest. I look back, I look back <laughs> at the game that over the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he was awful for us in that game against Swansea early in the season as well. Mm. There's so many decisions that night that were potentially 50-50 decisions, but they went against us all night pretty pretty much. Um, and I remember the playoff semi-final um, last season as well. Um, there was It was a, a crazy, crazy decisions in those games and he sent a Brentford player off. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just not a penalty. I don't, I don't care what you say. And the funny thing for me is that I look, I look at Twitter during games and after games and all the Norwich fans are going, oh, it's 100% a penalty. I'm like, what planet are you on? Even if yeah. that happened against us, I would say that's not a penalty. Yeah, it's great goalkeeping. Brilliant goalkeeper. Yeah, brave. He anticipates that that run. Yeah, he comes out, times it well. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah, really annoying. Honestly, if if we talk about it some more, I'm just going to get more annoyed and probably punch my laptop. <laughs> don't don't worry, Dean. Let's move on before you get you get a bit angry there. Um, one of the performances I was really pleased with um, in in that first half and across the whole game was Dabo. Thought he looked much more like himself, Andy, and he was getting to sort of the byline, wasn't he, and, and getting some good balls into the box, more more like the Dabo we we knew from last season. Yeah, he, he's he's getting better and better every time he plays, isn't he? Um, mm. He was a great delivery for Alan, and Alan well made a bit of a mess of it, didn't he? Uh, which kind of sums his season up, really. But yeah. um, he's just not clicked, has he, Jamie? Not Alan? quite hitting the levels, is no, he? Really, not found his feet at all, really. Mm. No. And uh, that header kind of sums his season up so far. But going back to Dabo, no, he he is looking back to his old steam train self, isn't he? He's getting yeah. passed down the bar line. And we love him when he gets to the bar line, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it's and, brilliant. Uh, and then whips one of those crosses in. Yeah, so he, he's getting better and better each game. So uh, yeah. more, more hopefully that continues week in, week out now. Yeah, I think I think with Dabo getting to the bar line and players like Walker in and around oh, yeah. the six-yard box, we'll score a lot of goals this season, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If that chance lands to Walker or Godden, by the way, it's a goal. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? They're so clinical that the, mm. the fine margins we have mm. in this division, you know, that could have come back to haunt us that chance. Mm. If I'm honest, you know that it was probably the biggest chance of the game, um, mm. and and Alan definitely fluffed his lines. But yeah, Dabo was was superb that that game. Well, I think he's Dabo's. I think I heard that Robin said after the game that he, he was sick in the game as well. So he's playing for oh, a really? bit painful. Yeah, he's playing for a, a bit of a pain barrier at the moment, Dabo. So that's fair play to him. It shows that he wants to play and he wants to fight for the shirt, doesn't he? he probably saw a replay of the the penalty decision. That's what made him sick. <laughs> yeah. Dean, we're moving yeah. on, mate. Yeah, we're moving on. on. Yeah. Just let it go, Dean. After the, after this podcast, Dean, that's it. We have to we have to go get on, on with our lives. We do. We do. You yeah. can't let it get into your work week. It'll uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll, it'll get you down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought second half, we started to play some nice football, Dean. Yeah, we we, we really came in, into our own in the second half. You know, really nice stuff. Utilising those wings, which was, was absolutely key. The amount of space we had mm. for Dabo and yeah, Giles. You know, they looked really, really dangerous in those advanced positions, I thought. Um, O'Hare linked up with both of them. He seems to have a real good understanding with those with those two, Dabo and Giles, O'Hare. Um, they really know what they're doing when they've got the ball in their possession. There's intricate passing, the little one-twos, the little give-and-goes. It's it's really, really nice to see. And O'Hare had a brilliant chance to meet. You link, linking up with Giles on the left-hand side. Yeah. Really, really smart play as well. I fainted to go in that, in that far right-hand corner. 
but went for power, but which was well saved and, and credit to the goalkeeper there. He saved really, really well. Mm. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a negative here with this. So I do think sometimes for all our good play, we don't create mm-hmm. enough high-end chances. You know, the the ones that really, really make a difference. You know, you see teams that make two or three of those a game and, and we're struggling to make one doesn't change, during doesn't matches. Help, doesn't help when you change your shape all the time. It doesn't, mm-hmm. no, because, you know, you lose that understanding of, yeah. of the team and the players around you and um, it's, it's difficult to... To, to gain confidence as yeah. well so you know do you know think Dean we've, we've been like that for a while though because I mean even last season when we you know won the league and we were brilliant we even then we were only winning you know one nils two ones weren't we we've never you know we've never won games four or five nil have we so but I still felt felt like every time we went forward with the ball last season we were creating yeah. at least a half chance mm. I just don't feel, feel like we're creating enough of those this year is it because you know we're losing the ball with stupid passes, you know, is our positioning play not up to scratch? You know, there's probably a few few reasons, but yeah, I I think if we if we can get that back into our game, creating that half chance and turning those half chances into full chances, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't think we've done that so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the the story really of that second half was obviously the substitutions. Um, he obviously brought three on initially, so some quite big Ooh. changes. I thought Hammer, uh, Hammer made a real difference in there, Andy. Some some cracking balls that he was playing. Yeah, when you can bring the best player or yeah. one of the best players Super in the championship, sub, yeah. yeah, on the pitch is not bad after sixty minutes, is it? Exactly. Um, no, that's he, what I mean about the lineup. It's like yeah. you know, people might be questioning the lineup, but if you can bring players like Hammer on, it, it makes a huge impact in the game. Yeah, but we could have been winning if yeah. he started. Yeah, but that's the deal. <laughs> but you know, he's looking at Tuesday's knees. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, yeah. But that's the other end of the argument. Um, I'm going to get past that now as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, got to get over I, it. Got to get over it. Sorry, Dean. I'm, I'm taking a note out of your book. Now. <laughs> yeah. well, let's build a bridge. I'm doing it. Yeah, done. Okay. Uh, yeah, but no, he came on um, him and Shippers as well. Uh, and Walker came on as well, didn't he, for backer? Um, yeah. And the thought that Hamer came on and. Uh, he just his range of passings is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Just, just unbelievable. And also his work rate is just fantastic as well. Just nipping back to the Cardiff game. Do you do you remember seeing his header that he missed? But then yeah. as soon as he missed it, he was punching the ground. But then he thought, shit, I best leg it back. His his work rate is outstanding for the team, and uh, mm. his range of passing is uh, one of the best in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's a little bit of history made in that it was the first time that the Sky Blues have ever made a fifth substitution mm-hmm. in a game. I think we made a fourth last year against Birmingham in the Cup. Um, it was great to see Wesley Gibello back on the pitch, wasn't it, Dean? Yeah, he's, he's he's worked really, really hard to get back. And, you know, a couple of opportunities he had to, to run uh, at the defence. And that that first one where his touch was, was miles touch ahead was of bad, him. wasn't it? Bless you know, if he was, if, if he was, he was in our own box, it would have been a great touch. Um, yeah. And he probably would have sprinted the whole length of the pitch. Yeah, but brilliant to see him back. But what that also gives us is an option, doesn't it? Yeah, it's that option really now. Option on the wing, you know, if we need to change a shape or a system, if yeah. things are not really going our way in a, in a match, he gives us another option now. Yeah. A bit like how Jody Jones would have given us a different option yeah. as well. Um, and at least we've got one of the two available. Um, yeah. We don't know too much about them in the championship, obviously. Um, but, you know, let's throw them in and, and give them a go. Um, yeah, definitely. They may, be, they may be the difference makers this season. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we know, you know, we know Robbins wanted to have winger options, didn't he? Because he signed Hilsner, who obviously has probably hasn't quite worked out. Jones was getting back and then he was injured again. Um, obviously Jabello's coming back. So we know that it's it's something Robbins wants in his armory and, and Jabello's probably gonna be the main the main winger we've really got at the club this season. Yeah, and if he wants to play in that formation he played against Cardiff, then that's ideal, isn't it? Yeah, he slots in. Yeah, slots in on the right. Then there's competition between him and Jonathan. Because I think he wants to play McCallum left back. Yeah, and I think you're going to see Giles playing further forward. Giles can play on the the left, so there's there's competition between Giles and Shippers, or you could play Giles on the right, where there's competition between him and Wes, and then in the middle you've got competition between Hammerhamer and O'Hare. Yeah, nice nice options. Looking good, isn't it? Yeah, it's some really nice options in that midfield. Um, and then Fads had a had a headed chance. Again, an absolutely terrific ball in from Hamer. Brilliant ball in, Andy. Um, and and, he, and Fads has hit the post. Felt yeah. at the time like it was going to be our one and only chance. Yeah, um, it was, it was great, close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very, very close. And uh, it would have been nice if Fads got a goal. He doesn't get many, does he? No. Uh, and it would have been good. But no, the ball was just asking to be headed in, wasn't yeah. it? It, it makes such... it so easy, doesn't it, when it oh. comes in like that? It was just asking to be headed in. It was just a fantastic ball by Hamer, and it was unlucky by Fads because it hit the, you know, hit the, the wet ground and it hit the post. So yeah, a bit unlucky that one all round. Yeah. And then obviously just talking about the goal, I think Hamer started the move off out to again a brilliant ball out to Giles, and then Giles whipped it into Walker, and then Biamu with a very rare tap in because he only scores worldies usually. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. He, he actually fancied uh, doing a tap in for once, Dean. He did, he did, but yeah, I mean, let's just. He still smashed about, it in, though. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty much half volley smack from two yards out. It was great to see, but the the ball. Let's talk about the ball from Hamer. Mm. I mean, Amazing. that is straight out of Beckham's top draw, isn't it? That sort oh, of yeah. ping. Does that go in the Tate Modern? Do you reckon? It, potentially, it's getting busy in the Tate Modern. Yeah, mate, it is. Yeah, we'll have to start charge, we might have to start charging a fee to, for people to come in and see this. Yeah, and make some money. Yeah, um, should mate. But yeah, what a ball. Giles, fantastic run as well. I mean, the challenge, we'll talk about the challenge a bit after the goal. But yeah, great anticipation by Walker trying to get across his man. You know, really good challenge from the defender there. But Biamu, fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. See how fast he got up? Yeah. It was it was like me yeah. when there's a few spare roast potatoes knocking around on a Sunday. Did <laughs> <laughs> anyone see the size of his thighs as well? Yeah, he, he has got big legs. They yeah, Cyril Regis-esque. Yeah, mm. tree trunks for legs. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, a, a finish. It still needed to be finished, lads. That that you know, yeah. a, a difficult chance coming back in quickly, and to have that anticipation to get up off his off the off the floor and finish it off was 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 brilliant. Um, but let's talk. Can we talk about that challenge? Absolutely disgusting from Max mm. Aaron's. He only had again a bit like Morrison. He only had one thing in his mind. Nothing about the ball. It was the player. Um, and he got injured um, from that, Max Aaron's, which, you know... You, serves him right. It does serve him right. But, you know, crucially, we've got away with one there, mm. with Giles not, not you know, taking a, maybe a, a season-defining injury. I've seen I've seen a lot of those um, yeah. take players out, you know, ACLs, broken legs, yeah. broken ankles and stuff. It's, it's, it's not nice to see. But what was nice to see... Once we scored the goal, the whole squad went towards Giles mm-hmm. to see how he was. Just shows how how well we are as a squad. You know, we're together yeah. in this, mm-hmm. um, sticking up for their man, seeing how he was. And that was brilliant to see. More for me, more so than the goal as well. Um, you know, we're we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how would you sum it up then, Andy? A, a good point on the road possibly could have been more, but mm. for me, I'm I'm just happy that we're you know turning some of these narrow defeats into into points because I think that's the key in this in this championship season. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a decent point. I was you know going back to my point. I think it could have been more. Yeah. Um, I think we could have if we played a stronger team. But I can understand why he did it. But yeah, if we would have played a stronger team, I think it could have been three. But overall, you've got to be happy with a point going to the leaders away from home, haven't you? Yeah, and it's it sets up the next few games mm. quite quite nicely. You know, it puts does. us in a in a decent position in the league. And also, um, yeah, go on, carry on, Tom. No, I was, going to, I was just going to get a man of the matches off you both. Uh, I would go for Ryan Giles. Um, I think the way he is progressing, especially his attacking threat, is unbelievable. It's like the, we didn't talk about it, but the chance he laid on the plate, well, not on the plate, but the chance he laid on for O'Hare, he's picking yeah. people out now from the, that left, left area. When he's getting forward, he's picking the players out in the forward areas and he's not just paying the ball into aimless areas. He's actually picking people out now, and and that will make him get a lot more assists. I yeah. think he, I think he was, I think he played great, and I think he's improving all the time. And he was my man of the match. Brilliant, Dean. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite side. I think Dabo was pretty much back to his yeah. best in this game. He made a few crucial challenges defensively, but attacking wise, he was he was superb. Um, some really really nice touches, and are not afraid to take on that man, push a ball past the player. There's some really, really exciting stuff. And I think most of our good play came from that right-hand side. So I'm going to give it Dabo. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to move on to preview the Derby game. The Sky Blues travel to Pride Park on Tuesday night to take on Derby. Um, What do we know about Derby, Dean? Um, They're they're having a bit of a torrid time, aren't they, really? Um, I caught up with some of the lads on on one of their podcasts um, last week and they're, they're really sort of fed up and it's a real mess there, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty much the surprise of the season for me, Tom, so much mm. in the fact that the club are in absolute turmoil. You know, a lot, yeah. a, a huge amount was expected um, this season from Derby under Philip Cuckoo, and but it's, it's their worst start to a season. One win in 14, rock bottom of the league, don't look like they've got a hope really mm. of getting themselves out of it. You know, sometimes you see teams turn a little bit of a corner, but I'm not seeing that at all no. from, from Derby. You know, it just seems to be loss after loss. Goal conceded after goal conceded, um, and obviously now with with Koku being sacked, they're they're under the guise of, of Wayne Rooney. He's, mm. he's taken a little bit of step back to from his playing duties to try and guide them up the table a little bit. Um, but I think we're you know we're in it's a, probably a good time to play Derby uh, because they they are completely down in the dumps. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what surprised me from what the, the conversations I was having was that they actually have looked better without. Wayne Rooney in the team. Like apparently, he's, he's just since lockdown, he's been he's been ru- like rubbish, really. Um, so perhaps they've been slightly better on the pitch without him. And but I just you know the communication in the club and with him at the helm, apparently, it's just been been really poor. So like you say, yeah, probably probably a good time to to play them. Um, Andy, what do we know about Derby's team? Some of the some of the signings they made in the summer. Um, I'll probably go this over to D- over to Dino on this one because he'll probably know more than me about Derby. Um, I'm not that familiar with them. Um, I just know that obviously Rooney obviously plays obviously for them and obviously he's taken over the manager's role. So I'm gonna, I'll give this to Dino. He'll know yeah. more than me. Yeah, I mean they they didn't make too many signings during the summer. I mean mm. Jordan Ibe from Bournemouth was pre- a, a decent signing, although Ibe been hit. Yeah. 
He didn't hit the heights in that Bournemouth side, what was expected of him. He's uh, never but, delivered since Liverpool, has he? No, did he, not did really. He even, no. Did he even deliver at Liverpool? I, no, he definitely didn't. But he was one of those, you know, yeah. on the edges, on the precipice of even the squad. the 21s and stuff like that, yeah. But and never, you, ex- yeah. you expect when they leave a big club to go to a, to a smaller club, in, in essence, that they would sort of thrive under that. But, you know, that hasn't happened with him. Um you know, go, going back in history a little bit here, Colin Kazim Richards, who mm. you've probably known from ten years ago, he's had a he's built a career in Turkey yeah. um, since he his days in in the Championship. I think we, was it with Brighton he was with at the time. Yeah, I think so. Um, so he came in on a free. He had no club. He was unattached during the summer. Um, but a bit of experience in a David Marshall goalkeeper from Wigan. Obviously, Wigan went down. Um, but they bought bought him in for around about two hundred grand. They haven't spent a lot of money. Jos React from Lech Poznan. Uh, he looks an exciting uh, prospect on the wing, but you know it's going to be tough to take out Tom Lawrence of that team on the left. Uh, but I think for me, they needed someone at the back who um, has a little bit more guile, uh, can play a little bit of football, and they brought in Matt Clark from from Brighton on loan. Um, another one in the sort of Ostergaard mould where big things are expected of him. Um, so sending him out to a team in the Championship is going to give him a bit more experience as well. Um, so, yeah, he's, he, he's for me, their, their key sign in this season. Hmm. And how do they sort of set themselves up, Dean? Well, <laughs> not very well. <laughs> no, obviously not. You know, only one win in, in, in 14 matches. But it's kind of a relative unknown because, you know, when you're in that position, you, you swap and change players all the time. You're trying to find, you know, what works. Um, and they haven't really found any balance to their team. I've watched them a couple of times this year. They just seem to be all over the place, if I'm honest. When they attack, they're free-flowing attack, but they set themselves up for a counter-attack um, all the time. Um, I, I would suspect, I, I don't know the stat, but I would suspect pretty much the majority of goals against them has, has been from a counter-attack. Um, they've used 25 different players this season as well. You know, we're only in November with a season starting in September, which is an awful lot of players to use. Mm. And I know we're in this condensed season, so you're trying to use the squad as much as you can. Um, but they really, really struggle to defend um, as a unit. So that's that's where this game will be won, I feel. If we yeah. go for something like two up top, we've got a real big opportunity to cause them problems. Yeah, and do you think that's what we'll go with? What? How do you think we'll set up for this one, Dean? I do. I uh, personally, I don't. What now? Me and Robbins obviously have different, completely different ideas. I would go to up top and drop a, uh, one of the the three from from the sort of top three back into midfield, um, and have sort of like Sheaf, Hamer, and Kelly in there. Um, that will give us a bit more, you know, guile in the midfield, a bit more bite and, and determination. But then you've got. Biamu, who's obviously going to be confident as well from from his goal at the weekend. Yeah, Walker's looked in imperative form as well. So you know we've got options now, haven't we? You know, three, three or four weeks ago we were looking, we had no options. Um, so you know that's good to see. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to see what Robbins is going to do. He's probably going to go with one up top, isn't he, and play the same way he did on on Saturday. Um, is it a must lose, a must win game? Probably not. Um, no, it's but, it's not a must-win, but it's a win would be big, wouldn't it? Because massive, yeah. when you look at the Ooh. table, I mean, that would I think a win would really sink Derby, to be honest. Yeah, it propels us away from them as well. You, you know, know, there's a big gap to to pick up. You know, 
we're going into a month now, which is absolutely vital to to yeah. our survival in this in this in this season. Um, if we take a win from this, the, you could you can't imagine the the confidence that will give the team. Yeah, going ahead, but just don't let's not lose. Um, yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, because it gets them closer to us, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want it, we don't want it to be the game that sort of turns their season. Um, you know, beating us. Um, what are your thoughts, Grizo, on the on how we might set up for this one? I think it'd be the same as Cardiff. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'll play four at the back. Um, I think I quite liked that formation. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed. Liked it. Yeah, I think he'll play Sheaf and Kelly as holding, which gives you a good, great base. And then I think he'll just let Shipley, uh, Giles, Hamer, and Walker go and go and attack. So I think uh, that's what I think he'll go with, and I think that won't be a bad decision. I think we need to look at someone to look after Louis Sibley. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, he's a he's I mean, he's only nineteen, but he looks like a real, real prospect of of English football. Um, he's come through the Derby Academy. He's he's smart. He's skillful. He attracts um, a lot of attention on the pitch as well. He you know he gets fouled quite a lot, a bit like in the mould of O'Hare. Um, yeah. And I know surely a lot of people, Chief and Ship uh, Kelly can deal with him. Surely you would you would hope so. Um, but he's the type of guy that could create a chance from nothing. Um, so we just need to be wary of him. Just he, on them, Dean. You know, just that Tom Lawrence hasn't scored this season, which surprises me. No, and to be honest, Tom Lawrence is one of those players who I don't really think has hit the heights that's he been expected of him. Season. Yeah, um, he had a, he's had a tough couple of years. He had a lot of personal tragedy in his family as well. Yeah. So, but he's starting to show signs now of of sort of getting back to to his his, his best. And you know, he's probably the highest rated player in, in that Derby team that that's yeah. obviously struggling this year. Yeah. But yeah, it is surprising. But you know, Derby have only scored six goals this season mm. as a team with Waghorn scoring two of them. And he, yeah. he, Cousin he Richard, had, Cousin Richards up front. You can see why. Six exactly. goals is six goals is poor, isn't it? Really? It is. It, 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 for, after fourteen Maybe. games, it is real poor, especially with the the, the threats they've got. They had, do have threat at that top end of the pitch. I mean, Wayne Rooney is a prime example. Yeah, I don't think he'll play though, will he, Rooney? No, I, I don't think so. No, he seems to have taken a step back, and yeah. I think after his post-match interview, I think he wants the job full time. So he's going to have to, you know. Get Derby have a route to be given the job. I feel, um, yeah, I and that'll probably. Be, I, I don't think he's the man. For the he job. probably isn't the man, but it, it it'll mean him being taking himself out of the team to to take the job. If I'm honest, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? Hey, Robbins versus Rooney. <laughs> yeah. Squeak, squeaky Robbins, who expected to be the England manager. He could have been. He could have been a uh, managing way Rooney if um, <laughs> what's his name had had, had got his way. <laughs> yeah, the big man. I can't Steve, um, Steve Evans, I'll, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Yeah, Steve Evans. Uh, I'll grab a prediction from both of you. Andy, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I think we'll win this 2-0. Uh, I'm really confident. I think the way they're playing is just dreadful. I think mm. their form is actually in the toilet. I think their confidence is, uh, is lowest. I think it's a really good time to play. I think we're playing with some confidence as well. I think confidence is brewing for us. I think it's getting higher and higher each game. And I'm quite confident that we, the way we're playing, the way we're not conceding goals anymore, we're looking tight and I think we'll score. So I think it'll be 2-0 us. Brilliant. Dean? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident a 2-0 victory will do me nicely. Um, it's a really good time to play Derby, but it's not like Cov to, to not... You know, lose 2-0 in this game is it but let's uh, let's hope we've put the demons of the past um, firmly in the past and um, and come out on top fingers crossed you're listening to Sky Blues Extra
Sky Blues will then host Rotherham at St Andrews on Saturday. Um, interesting on this, they've they've had a very similar sort of start to the season as us, Andy. Um, you know, winning. I think they've won three games as well and drawn four. So, mm-hmm. sort of similar team, but obviously makes it an important game. You know, kind of a bit of a, bit of a six pointer, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They have made a similar start to us. Um, they've conceded quite a few goals, haven't they? Um, yeah, less than us, though. Less than, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not hard, but... Not hard, but yeah. yeah. They have conceded less than us, but they've still, I think, uh, conceded 18, which is the fifth highest. So they definitely concede goals. Um, yeah, I think um, I, st- I still have memories of when they beat us last year. You know, at their yeah. 4-0. So, yeah. Um, but no, I think... Um, they're, they're a dangerous side, you know, they're a very physical side, aren't they, Rotherham? Um, yeah. They've got that big lad up front, uh, Gianapo, who, who's quite decent, isn't he? Yeah, um, the centre-offs are massive as oh, well. Oh, they're just huge. They're an absolute yeah. monster of a team. I think they put them in grow bags or something. <laughs> oh, they do. They're just massive. <laughs> but um, if we can deal with that threat, I don't think they offer too much else. So um, yeah. I'm quite confident. I think, I think, boys, I think we're going to get six out of six. That'd be great, oh. wouldn't it? Well, they, but they, they're going to be you know, have some confidence. They they got a good point against Bournemouth, didn't they, on Saturday, Dean? So, you know, I'm not exactly sure who they're playing in the week, but I think they'll they'll be feeling quite confident from a lot from a couple of their recent results. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Rotherham are built on a no lo- we do not lose this match kind of mantle. You know that they just go out not to not to lose, and they've had a lot of draws so far this season. Um, but yeah, a brilliant two two draw against Bournemouth. Um, on, on Saturday, which will give them the world of confidence. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure who they're playing in midweek, but you know, hopefully they, they they're coming off a loss uh, and and we're coming off a win, which which I think I think we have the edge over them. If I'm honest, I'm I wouldn't take too much far away from that four nil um, result last season. To yeah. be honest, if anything, it seemed to be the catalyst to change our season. If anything, that four nil loss. Brentford yeah, I agree. I completely home, agree with you. Brentford at home, Dean. Yeah. Brentford at home. So I'm just looking at their, their fixtures, actually, because they've got Brentford at home and then after us, they've got Watford. Then they play Bristol City, then Blackburn. So they'll probably be looking at this, you know, the run-up to Christmas. The game against us is is one that they'll be looking for three points as well. So yeah, it really no is, yeah. it is a bit of a six-pointer, really, when you look at it like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll have earmarked us as, as one of the potential relegation candidates as well. So, you know, like us, we're looking at them the same way. Um, yeah. So it's... It's difficult to predict. It might be one of those games where we sort of cancel each other out. But I do think we have that sort of attacking threat, more of an attacking threat than what they do, which will be the key the key to success in this game. Yeah. And what do you know about their team, Dean? Do they make any good signings in the summer? Not really, if I'm honest. The only, the only one that... Similar to us, I suppose. Low budget, really. Yeah, they do have a low budget. Um, and it's, it's it's a case of surviving with what they've got, really. Yeah. Um, I think the key signing they made was was Dan Balasar from, from Newcastle. He looks yeah. like a real prospect in the middle of the park. They paid money as well, didn't they? They did. They spent a couple of, uh, couple of hundred K on him. Um, okay, not a lot of money, but, you know, still spending money in this division when, you know, purses are tight, obviously. Mm. Um, so he's the only one that I think... Is is the key signing from the summer, but you know they do have a lot of experience in this team. You know the likes of Matt Crooks. You know he's a real presence in the middle of the park. He kind of run the show last year against us, but he's struggling to hold down a position in this team. You know Balasar's come in to sort of replace him as such, but when he plays, he's that type of player. You know you've been in a game with. You know there'll be a few bumps and bruises after a match with him. 
Um, and to be fair, he scores a fair amount of goals for, for a guy in his position. He scored 11 last year in League One. Uh, so he's one to be wary of. And like you said, they've got a huge unit at the back. Mm. Uh, their centre-halves are strong. They're dominant. They're, they're very dependable as well. Um, and they rely on you know strength and goal to get them through games at times. Um, yeah. So we have to be wary of that. Um, you know, do we go with a big man up front to try and counter that? Who, who knows? I think it's all down to, to how Tuesday goes, if I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? It's always hard to to look at how we'll set up um, when we, you know, don't have the foresight of, uh, of Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, we'll go straight through to predictions then. Andy, what do you reckon for this one? Yeah, I think this one will be a bit tighter. I think we'll, um, I think this one will be two-one uh, to the Sky Blues. But I do think the next couple of games, I think we're going to get six points. I'm really confident going forward. Um, I think we're playing with good confidence. We're not conceding goals, and I think we'll win this two-one, Tom. Yeah, we take that. What do you reckon, Dean? Yeah, I'm going to go for a little cheeky one-nil, one-nil victory. Um, perhaps from a set piece, you know, rather than give away the highest amount of fouls in the division. Yeah, so, um, so you know. The opportunities are going to be there from from dead ball situations and the likes of Hamer now delivery, back yeah. in the side, and you've got Ostergaard, McFadzine, Hyam, all a massive threat from from deliveries. So, you know, surely Ostergaard's going to score soon. Surely, maybe this is the game—an absolute rocket of a header. Yeah, it won't because he won't be playing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, poten- yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's, 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 he will get one when he ever yeah. plays. He's no, he's, get, he's got to get one at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I think you know what we've what we've talked about a bit on the pod is is you know looking at these games in little blocks, and I think we've got a sort of nice three game block now, haven't we? We've got Derby away, as we mentioned, aren't in great form, and then we've got two home games, Rotherham and Luton, again teams we expect to be rounders at the end of the season. Yeah. So, what what do you reckon we'll be sort of targeting out of these? I, I sort of said minimum seven points from these three. Um, what do you reckon, lads? Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think if we get seven points out of the next three, I think that's a, yeah. a real good return, isn't it? And I think a realistic return as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, because I think Luton's probably going to be a little bit t- tougher than we expect. They're not yeah. a bad side. Um, but yeah, I think we definitely got to, got to go out and try and beat Derby and Rotherham. What do you reckon, Dean? Yeah, I mean, you look three weeks ago before the international break, we looked at the, them three games, the Birmingham, Cardiff uh, and Norwich games and thought, oh God, you know, if we come out of here with three points, we've done really well. And we've come out with five. Yeah. That sort of takes the pressure off in these three games now. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't go gung-ho and try to win these matches, but, you know, we'd probably look at these games and go, we should get nine points from them, really, realistically. But if we get a six or a seven, you know, that's a good return for those games now because we've got the five from the previous uh, from the previous three. So I think any 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 anything over five would be would be great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Cool. Well, chaps, that's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks a lot for your contributions as always. And listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Sky Blues Extra YouTube channel, where we have all of our exclusive content and our live match reaction after the games. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on any of our channels, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.